And we, when we are saved, we have that same access to Christ that the maniac of Udera did. Christ had complete control over legion and over the devil. And he has that same power over our lives. Addictions, compulsions, sickness, fear, burdens, anything. Christ has power over all. So this picture of this man, this picture of this man who is irredeemable, He's, he's, and we, 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 they, they showed exactly what he was like. He was bound by fetters. He was, he was, uh, he, and nothing can, can, uh, he could even break those. So he was strong with legion. You would be. No one could tame him. Probably no one even tried anymore to tame him. They just left him in the tombs. He, that's going to be his home. And in fact, they probably had loved ones who were buried in those tombs. They're not going to go visit anymore. Doesn't that sound familiar today? I won't go visit San Francisco. Is that overrun it is? But they need God. They need Christ. I need to, I need to fix my heart. And this man, we don't know how he got to this point. We don't know what what got him involved in the occult, what got him uh, where, where Satan could have complete control of him and actually reside a legion of his demons in him. We don't know where that happened, but it didn't matter to Christ. It was his creation. And he had a divine appointment with him. And Jesus has dominion over his, his devils. Number three, Jesus gives new life. Jesus gives new life. We just saw the scary part. We saw who this guy was. And we saw about the encounter. Christ was not fearful. Christ, Christ controlled the conversation. Christ, uh, he, he has dominion over the devils. And he, tell, he told them what to do. They had to, they had to beg him to not send them out of the country. They had to beg him and ask and plead, would you send us some of those swine? Because they knew that he was the son of God. And for this man, he gave a new life. Number four, verse 14, and they that fed the swine fled and told it, to, in, told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see uh, what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Yet they were afraid. And it said, and they were afraid, but yet is, the, is, a, is an appropriate word too. They were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And what do they do? Well, do they rejoice? No. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not and said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord had done for thee and hath compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. So we see this man. Uh, 
he's dressed. We, uh, we don't know the remainder of the conversation that happened in the departure of the demons and what happened in between, but, but Christ did something special in his life. He, he's now dressed. He's not naked. He's not shameful. He's in his right mind. He cleaned his mind. And we also see that he wants to be with Jesus. It's curious on, on, on why he didn't just run off and say, oh, uh, you know, I've, uh, I'm okay. Things have changed, and, and I, I'm going to go. He had to be instructed by Christ. He, he's new. He's not what he was. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. I bet you he found safety in Christ. And he determined that I, maybe, maybe fear, fearful might have still been there. It might have been, I can't leave his side. He can't leave me. I, I don't know what will happen. Who knows? Before Christ tells him to go back to his friends, he might think my old life is what got me into this. Addicts, we encourage um, uh, when we, we meet and, they, and they're trying to get their, their, their lives cleaned up, we encourage them, don't go back to the friends that got you there. And so we don't know what his home was like. We don't know what his friends were like. Christ knew. And he said, you have a message for them. And so he, so God, Christ told him to go and tell. He gave him the great commission. And he, he basically said, and he said unto them, this is Mark 16, 15, later on in, our, in our, uh, our book of Mark there, he says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He's basically telling him, you've got a story to tell. You have something special that just happened to you. You had to go through all of this so you could meet me. And Christ had a, had a he, he changed his life. He changed his ultimate destiny. We're a new creature here on earth when you're saved. And then you're a, a creature for eternity with Christ. And so... So his life is, is changed. Uh, he had a story to tell. Do you have a story to tell? Do you? Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of fear for people for sharing the gospel is, the, is just that word right there. I got to share the gospel. I don't know the Bible. You know something. You know what Christ did in your life when you got saved. That's a story that's yours. Some have stories out of addiction. Some have stories that prevented them from getting into addiction. Some, whatever it is, when Christ saved you, you have a story to tell. And we're to go tell it. It's as simple as that. It begs the question, do you have that story to tell? Do you have a time that a story was written for you? Um, God wants you to have that story. He wants you to have the story just like the maniac. He wants you to, to go and tell your friends all that Christ has done for you. We have a story to tell. And there's a way to get that story. It's through the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Again, it's not just knowing who he is. Because again, the devils know and tremble. So if we just know who he is, we know him the same way the devils do. But they actually know him more. And so how do we, how do we get this story? Number one, we have to know that we're sinners. 
We're sinners. In Romans 5, 12, it says, uh, Wherefore, as one by, by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We're sinners. But interesting thing is, number two, God loved us while we are yet sinners. Romans 5, 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. As vile as this maniac of Gadara was, as vile as we could be, he loves us. We're his creation. He wants fellowship with us. That sin separates us from him. That sin separates um, that relationship with him. You've seen it when, when in, real, in personal relationships. When there's something between you, it's hard to have fellowship. When there's something against one another or in spite of one another, it's hard to have that relationship. Same thing with Christ. How can you have a relationship with Christ when you let something in between you? Sin, the world, whatever. It, Christ wants to have that relationship, that close relationship. And so he loved us, even though yet we, we are sinners. And men, we, we talked about in Sunday school class, men will try their things to do to get to God. They'll try the works, but we can't get saved by our works. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not that of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're sinners. God loves us, and we can't do anything to earn that salvation. The only thing that we, we do need to do something, we need to believe. We need to believe. We are to be, we're saved by belief. Romans 10, uh, verse 9 and 13. Uh, that if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Again, Jesus will save anyone. Whosoever. I love this story. It's not a Halloween story. It's not a, um, it's, 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 it's got a great picture in it. But the Bible records it for us. It's not, it's not a parable. It's not one of the parables he was just doing on the other side of the sea. This was a man he went to meet. A man that, that he had a divine appointment for. And it was not only for that man, it was for his disciples to see. I am the son of God, and I have dominion over Satan. Do you know Jesus? Was there a time in your life when you made this decision based on the fact that you, the Bible was open to you and, you, and somebody shared the gospel and said, I, I am a sinner, I, I, I am separated from God, and I need Christ. I can't do anything except to accept his gift of salvation. You may have never heard that message. Just did. You may have heard it a hundred times. And you never made the decision. I beg of you. Don't wait for 101. Make it now. I've read this before. I'll read it again. Man of the Tombs, written by Bob Bennett. Man of the Tombs, he lives in a place where no one goes. He tears at himself and lives with a pain that no one knows. 
He counts himself dead among the living. He knows no mercy and no forgiving. Deep in the night, he's driven to cry out loud. Can you hear him cry out loud? Man of the tombs, possessed by an unseen enemy, he breaks every chain and mistakes his freedom for being free. Shame and shamelessness equally there, like a random toss of a coin in the air. Man of the tombs, he's driven to cry out loud. Underneath this thing that I've become, a faded memory of flesh and blood, I curse the womb, I bless the grave, I've lost my heart, I cannot be saved. Like those who fear me, I'm afraid. Like those I've hurt, I can feel pain. Naked now before my sin, and these stones that cut against my skin, some try to touch me, but no one can, for man of the tombs I am. Down at the shoreline. Two sets of footprints meet. One voice is screaming. Other voice begins to speak. In only a moment, in only a word, the evil departs like a thundering herd. Man of the tombs, he hears this cry out loud. Underneath this thing that you've become, I see a man of flesh and blood. I give you life beyond the grave. I heal your heart. I come to save. No need to fear. Be not afraid. This man of sorrows knows your pain. I come to take away your sin and bear its marks upon my skin. When no one can touch you, still I can. For son of God I am. Dressed now and seated, clean in spirit and healthy of mind, man of the tombs, he begs to follow but must stay behind. He'll return to his family with stories to tell of mercy and madness, of heaven and hell. Man of the tombs, soon he will cry out loud, Underneath this thing that I once was, now I'm a man of flesh and blood. I have a life beyond the grave. I found my heart. I can now be saved. No need to fear. I'm not afraid. This man of sorrows took my pain. He comes to take away our sin and bear its marks upon his skin. I'm telling you the story because, man of the tombs, I was. We have a story to tell, just as the man of the tomb don't have that story. Let's get it written today. Pray, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your love for us, no matter the state we're in. And you love every single one here today. Those who've been here for years, those who just showed up today, you love every single one. You love the children and the classes. You love every soul it's precious. And you want them all to be saved. And Lord, I just pray that now that as we've opened up your word and learned of your redemptive power over Satan and over sin, then, Lord, you'll just show yourself again right now. Someone's life might be turned towards you right now, Lord. For the Christian today, Lord, uh, I pray that maybe, maybe you've not been tapping into Christ's power in your life. Maybe you need to renew that commitment. You tell us that we don't lose our salvation once we've chosen you. But we can lose the, the treasure and the closeness with you when we let sin into our lives. Lord, I just pray for the Christian today that, that uh, something would be new, something that would be changed, a relationship with you. And I pray for the one who doesn't know you. Maybe they've never heard this before, and this is new. I pray, Lord, that, that your Holy Spirit would touch their hearts and they would come and ask for your salvation. And I pray for those who've heard this before and have just been saying no, that, Lord, today would be the day that they say yes. 
Lord, we love you. Ask that you just work in our hearts right now as we, uh, as we just come before you. In your precious name we pray. Amen.